Sales is King, episode 73. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Sales is King. My name is Dan Sixsmith, and I am your host. And this is a podcast about the changing digital landscape, the new requirements for selling effectively in 2018 and 2019 and beyond, the changing buyer, the difficulties that we face today in sales. And we discuss what is required to succeed and thrive as salespeople today. And I believe that salespeople and sales leaders are at a crossroads. We can either adapt, evolve, change, learn, or we can cling to our old ways and watch our numbers continue to decline. Sales quota attainment has dropped over the last six years. It was in the high 60s in terms of percentages of salespeople that met quota and now has dropped into around the mid-50s in through a six-year drop. So what we talk about in this podcast is what we need to do to make sure that we turn these numbers around and succeed going forward. And by all means, if you haven't reached out as yet, please drop me a note at dan.sixsmith at gmail.com and let's talk a little bit about what you guys are facing out there and how we might be able to help. What is up, everybody? Dan Sixsmith, happy to be with you. How's your holiday season going? How's your end-of-the-year sales turning out? Bring those deals across the finish line. Every single one of them, finish strong. There's still plenty of time. Get the deals done. So we're going to do something a little bit different today. I had the pleasure of being interviewed um, on another program. It's a radio program called Outstanding Outbound, which you should check out. And I was interviewed by guest host Marianne Vanella of the Vanella Group, and I have been on her podcast a couple of times, and she has been on mine, and um, she's an outstanding thought leader in the area of um, demand generation, uh, sales, sales enablement, um, how to speak to executives on the phone and in person. Uh, That's Marianne, V-A-N-E-L-L-A. Anyway, it's an outstanding, fun interview where we talk about sales leadership. You know, much of what we hear, much of what we read is about salespeople getting beaten up for poor numbers, for declining quota attainment. But in this interview, Marianne asks me about sales leadership. And what is going on with sales leaders? How can they do a better job? And what do they need to do to improve and make their teams better in 2019? So check out the interview. Hope you guys like it. See you soon. Welcome back once again to SLMA Radio and this week's program, Outstanding Outbound. 
a monthly show with our host, Marianne Vanilla Hosting. Marianne, as you know, has been a frequent guest here in the past on the SLMA. And her new program will explore the growing field of outbound lead generation for large deals, maybe like yours. Program's brought to you by the Vanilla Group. Without any further ado, let's welcome Marianne Vanilla. Hey, Marianne. Hey, Paul. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Outstanding outbound. Boy, I... I, uh, I, I smile every time I say that because is there such a thing as outstanding outbound where uh, so much of the outbound is just garbage, it seems like? Yeah, you know, it's really funny because I actually put this tagline in one of my profiles uh, just today. I said, it's not that people don't take calls. They just don't take bad calls. Yes, exactly. And, <laughs> and there's a lot of bad calls out a there. A lot of them. Yeah, really bad. And, you know, I think a lot of times organizations think that you know putting junior people on the front lines to cut their teeth on before they can get into you know more uh, account large account management and things like that but really what they do is those are often the people that are first talking with new prospects and it just makes the thing crash on the very first interaction they have with it them. really does and I, I know you've got a guest waiting here but i just got to bring up one one uh, pet peeve of mine they're all following this standard script when they when they, when you answer the phone. And so you weren't right. expecting a sales call, and all of a sudden they say, Hi, Mr. Roberts, how are you? Right. Like, that's supposed to engage me immediately. And all it does is immediately tell me it's a sales call I didn't ask for, and I'm annoyed. Right. And even calling you Mr. Roberts, it's like, okay, why don't you put your teacher on the phone? <laughs> yes, exactly, right. You know, a lot of times... The, reps that are inexperienced, you know, they they kind of make this immediate class distinction by talking up to their prospect. So it creates this lack of respect that you can't even have a peer-to-peer discussion when you do that. Yeah. Well, I look forward to hearing more about can there be such a thing as outstanding outbound? Because it seems like we're just getting worse and worse. At it. It's getting more robot, robotic and, and less... Uh, I'm less and less likely to even want to yeah. engage with them after the first second. After, as soon as I find out what that it is, I, I'm annoyed and I want to quit. Right, yeah. So, yeah, like talk like a normal person. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, today uh, my guest is Dan Sixsmith, and he is he owns a consulting firm, um, Sales is King Performance Consulting, and he's also CMO at Augmento Agency. So he's a, a well-known consultant, speaker, trainer, coach. He's a very active blogger. He serves on C, uh, as a CMO on a board of a nonprofit organization. They um, work with protecting teens from substance abuse. And, and he talks a lot about that personally, you know, to help out kids. And so today, what we're going to talk about is what sales leadership is in denial about. So I want to welcome Dan. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm really, uh, really exciting to have you. Um, I know you and I have talked a lot about, you know, different stuff that is just really broken on enterprise sales teams in that B2B space. And, you know, you and I were talking about the show and the areas that we're going to get into are things that are so often overlooked, but really need to be looked at to stop losing deals for ridiculous reasons. And, And a lot of this stuff just persists. And it's so hard to get everyone to slow down 
and just re-engineer some of their workflow and some of their management processes. And, you know, I, I see this happen over and over and companies add more tools and more reps and more data platforms, but the same stuff is happening behind the curtain. So what do you think are the three biggest areas that sales leadership is missing the mark on? Yeah, you know, um, you're absolutely right. And just kind of piggybacking on what you guys said at the beginning, only 17% of reps actually get a second meeting. So that just goes to show, you know, how bad the performances are. But, you know, it does come back to the sales leadership. And I think there's three key areas where they're missing. First and foremost, they're hiring the wrong people. Um, there was a stat from um, the objective management group that said leaders are hiring sales, the wrong salespeople, 77% of the time. So they really need to kind of focus on what skills they really are looking for when they hire salespeople so they can get the hire right. So that's step right. one. They're hiring the wrong people. Step two, once they hire them, I think they're doing a poor job of training and coaching them and holding them accountable. So, you know, I think they kind of just throw them out there and hope they know what they're doing and they don't give them effective training. And then from there, they don't really coach them on an ongoing basis. And then I think number three would be, you know, are the sales leaders holding themselves accountable? You know, it's very easy to dump on the salespeople and say, hey, the quota numbers have been going down and this, this rep blew this deal. But ultimately, you know, it, it, they have to answer for this. So how do yeah. they hold themselves more accountable? How can they become better leaders, better managers, better coaches? Right. Yeah, and to your your the second point of training, yeah, I know a lot of times when uh, reps are onboarded, you know, they, they get some product training, they get all their you know, sales enablement stuff and all their pitch decks and maybe some battle cards and stuff like that. But as far as how to engage with people like on a personal level and how to interpret their behavior and how to um, be able to read the conversation. Like I do a lot of work around that remote relationship management and how do you manage these relationships that you're mainly having uh, interactions with over the phone or on email or web calls or you know, video calls or whatever. How do you convert that to how do you convert what you were doing in person, which was more, you know, you take them out for dinner, or, you know, you've, you've got something that is more substantial, like, oh, let's go play golf, let's go do this, whatever. And how do you create the value of that in remote touch? And so that, that's something that prospects just don't know. And I think that a lot of times they might know the product, they might know the tools that they have available, but they don't really understand the psychology of their buyers in a way that they can kind of read between the lines and know how to get in there a little more surgically. And, you know, it's interesting. So how how is this happening? I want to ask you this. How, how is this happening at a time where transparency is so easy? Like we can see, you know, what's going on in CRMs. We can see who's hitting our sites real time. There's so much visibility. So why do you think this is still happening? Yeah, I mean, I think there's really a major shift going on in sales. And, and I make the contention that B2B sellers are being disrupted. The sales process is really being disrupted. And those who are not making the change are going to fall by the wayside, you know, like the companies that have it, like the Blockbusters and the Sears Robux, um, right. the sports authorities, right? So there's all this information about how buyers want to engage today. 
and it's different than it was years ago. So the, the new modern seller needs to know how to do the homework, how to do the research, um, and then engage and ask thoughtful questions, you know, intelligent questions that are going to get the prospect to open up and, and then, you know, try and make a connection between how they can help their solution connected to the prospect issue or challenge. And that's not easy to do for sellers today because the old school is, hey, we go in, we throw up a PowerPoint, we talk about our solution, we go through the features and benefits, and then we just pray that something sticks or that something right. resonates. So there's really a sea change in how to sell effectively today. And if the sales leaders can't teach the sales reps how to do this, then it's all going to fall on deaf ears. And I think that's why the numbers are so bad today. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, a lot of these outcomes that happen on the front lines, I, I find that they're not really examined with a view of what needs to change. It's kind of more of a well, what's a post-mortem on this? Um, okay, let's move on. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I think a lot of the leaders are, uh, the sales leaders have come up with kind of uh, pipeline management. There's not a lot of uh, riding along. You know, there's not a lot of breaking down the calls, um, yeah. analyzing where things may have gone wrong. Um, and it's everything's happening so quickly that everyone's just running to the next meeting, you know, right. and then hoping yeah. that at the end of the year, we say, oh, well, we had a good year. I hope, you know, what happened? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, I know. And some of this stuff is so basic, like how you follow up and engagement practices, the words you use, how to construct an email. I mean, it's really basic stuff that can make a prospect go quiet. You know, like one of my peeves, and I wrote in a, um, I wrote in my, uh, uh, LinkedIn. I wrote a LinkedIn article about sending your calendar invite, your calendar in cold emails and other slop in B two B sales. And you know, I I think that sending a calendar link for prospects to do the work to get a meeting on a rep's calendar. I mean, it just sets a weird dynamic. And you know, a lot of prospects aren't going to respond to that. I don't respond to that. It's like you want to sell me your stuff. You do the work to make the meeting happen. It's like, I'm not going to adjust to when you're available. So, you know, me personally, they, they got to do the work. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, I've seen that. And, and what it says is, is that, like, hey, I'm more important than you. You know, uh, right. you do the work. You book the meeting. You come find me. Uh, what should I do next? Write my own proposal and then send you a check. You know, yeah. so, yeah. Um, you know, it, I, I tell, you know, our folks to always add value. Uh, in every interaction, add value. Don't be a pest. Send a, a piece of interesting content as follow-up, you know, to see where right. people are in the process. Just differentiate yourself. It's so easy to do because there's so much bad activity going on out there. You know, yeah, just come yeah. across intelligent, thoughtful, and, and I think you're going to do, do a lot better than most. Yeah, and, you know, the, the thing is, you know, when you're – when you make that shift, so when you do – and. I, to your point, everything's moving so fast that it it is a stretch sometimes to do the extra work, to stop, look back, what happened. But if you do that, if you just take the time to roll up your sleeves and find out what's happening, then you really get it. That's where you get the insight that you need, because then you can see where stuff falls apart, because it's not just, you know, and I, I, I have a 
an illustration about follow-up that, well, let me ask you this first. I'll, I'll give you that example because it's really funny on some of the follow-ups that I get. But why, why do you think that organizations are resistant to look at that? You know, I think that, uh, first of all, a lot of the sales leadership, um, you know, they, they rise through the ranks uh, and they're really good at selling. And then they start to take over teams and they're not particularly good at uh, leading, managing, coaching, uh, analyzing uh, all of the key skills that are required today um, to be able to understand what's going on in your business. And then in turn, you know, train your team to do that. So I think uh, the quality of sales leadership needs to be better. And I think the leaders need to be trained. The CEOs yeah. and, and the higher ups need to provide training for, you know, effective sales management as a modern digital era manager. Right. What are, who are some people that you know that are doing it right? Like, what are some success stories? Yeah. So I, I you know, I've uh, come across a few companies over the last couple of years. Hey, Dan, um, for, we're going to break. Yeah. We're going to break for a commercial in a second. Yep. I'm going to ask you that question when you come back, because I really want to talk about that, because I know we're kind of you know, ripping on what everybody's doing that's wrong. But <laughs> there's actually a lot of organizations that are doing it right. And when you experience that, it really makes a difference. So uh, I'm going to hand it back over to Paul, and we're going to go to commercial break, and I'll be right back. And just to take a breather here and uh, remind you that the Vanilla Group is committed to give back to our customers more than just great leads. That's it. Their objective is to deliver a customized strategic sales development solution that's sustainable. Isn't that the key? It's got to be something you can do over and over again. The Vanilla Group's solution is designed to invigorate your entire sales organization by providing your sales team with new revenue opportunities and a continuous stream of ongoing selling activities. Continuous, sustainable. Achieving this mission requires a partnership, and as your trusted partner, the Vanilla Group understands your objectives and tries to meet your requirements. For more information on what seems like a simple and obvious but very powerful premise, premise uh, you can visit the website at thevanillagroup.com, V-A-N-E-L-L-A group.com, vanillagroup.com. Every time I read that, I say, that's so obvious, but so few people do that. We're, we're, nobody's doing anything sustainable, continuous. Isn't that what we're trying to achieve here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of it is, you know, turnover. And, I mean, we've had clients anywhere from four to ten years. And wow. that's because it's predictable. So that's really key. We last a lot longer than their FTEs do. And, and, uh, and what I, and I'm, I'm sure you'll talk more about this and maybe a little bit today, you should talk about the positive things. You, you were bashing yeah, everybody the first half right here. Yeah. But, but I think that one of the things that's missing is, is the ability that we all think that we have to simplify it and dumb it down. Like we were talking about scripts at the beginning, or hi, Mr. Roberts, how are you? Everybody's got to follow this simple pattern, and right. and I'm not sure that that's really what works. I think if you dumb it down enough, you 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 kill the golden goose here. You stop the continuous right. growth here. Right. Well, what you really need to do is not dumb it down, but you need to step it up. I mean, ah. you got to have people that can have uh, really sharp, critical thinking skills on the front lines. You got to have people that understand how to map what's going on in these accounts to actionable items and how to map that so that they can pivot 
their discussions and get the information that they need to be able to progress the deal. So I think a lot of people are kind of in this pushing information. Yeah, right. Really what you need to do is pull information. And so, Dan, I just asked you, um, who's doing it right? And so why don't you name a few examples? Yeah, sure. So, you know, to be fair to some of the sales leaders, they are running around putting out fires, right? So organizations are layering in these sales enablement functions, uh, groups that are coming in to work with the sales leaders, to work with the sales team, to train and coach. So over the last couple of years, um, I've, I've worked with a few different companies. First Union is doing a great job, Chris Kingman and his team. Uh, they put in very elaborate training and coaching um, and education um, that is repeated. You know, the whole thing about this is consistency, right? Companies right. will bring in trainers, right, and they do this fabulous training, and then everybody runs off into the sunset, and seven days later, they've forgotten it all. So right. they have these um, consistent coaching programs where the reps are constantly being evaluated. Um, people are listening into their calls because a lot of their business is done on the phone. So they're reviewing the calls. They're breaking down the calls. They're trying to help them and talk to them about where they can improve, what they need to do better, or where they've, you know, where they've been going well. Ring Central is another one. Uh, Siobhan Thatcher and her group, they're in the unified communication space and B2B. They've put together a similar program. Uh, Pega Systems as well. So, you know, you really have to invest in the people, um, in the training, in the coaching, and make it an ongoing and consistent process. And then you start to see it become kind of a culture, right? So there's a culture of learning, a culture of yeah. coaching, a culture of sharing best practices. That's how people get better, you know? Right. So um, those are a few examples that I think people are, are doing a great job. Yeah. No, that's great. And and it, like I said, there's a ton of people that are doing it right. And I think some of that is, you know, they look at the sales operations function. So whether they have somebody in that role or not, sales operations is a function. So you have to get in there and look at, okay, what steps are happen, happening here? You know, Gary Gross is a, a operations guru that I know, and he's got a really, really tight infrastructure that he overlays on onto organizations he works with. And I mean, they, there's nothing falling through the cracks there. So it really makes a difference because you can see that there's not all these blind spots that are going on. And you're right. A lot of it is just being busy. Um, they are, you know, quotas are, uh, you know, growing. And one of the things I mentioned, we were just featured in Silicon Valley Review. And one of the things, or Silicon Review, sorry. Uh, one of the things that I mentioned is that the vendor space is more crowded. Therefore, there's more teams, there's more outreach. So there's a lot of noise out there. So, you know, the, the, the pressure on reps is huge, but there are things happening which are totally unnecessary. So, you know, like for example, I had one, um, it was an enterprise big company, all of you know who it is, I won't say it, and <laughs> that we needed to buy something from them. And I inquired and we bought their platform, but they had SDRs following up on that initial lead months after we already bought the platform. So talk about broken. Obviously, their CRM isn't integrated with their uh, automation, with their forms, with all this other stuff. Maybe they're using a third party to do that. I don't know. But you know, that's, 
that's a, a really big deal. So broken process is something that that's when you go and you audit your trail of the customer journey. That's where you can find that stuff. Yeah. So if you were going to give sales leaders three things that they can look at before the end of the year, that's going to really help supercharge their 2019. What are what are those three things? Yeah. So they really need to uh, go back and analyze the year, right? And see what what was good and what was bad. But, you know, number one, they have to decide, you know, what skills they're looking for uh, in their sales reps going forward. And then hire the right people. Hire the people that fit that description. There was an article in Fast Company recently that asked the question, is sales moving to become more of a STEM job, right? Science, technology, engineering, and math. It is. You know, it, it is starting to move that way. So the old school, hey, this guy's a great guy, let me hire him, or a great gal, or, you know, the word experience to me doesn't mean much anymore. Expertise is much more important. I, yeah. I've got 30 years experience in selling, but the way I sold in 1989, if I sold today, I, I, I wouldn't be doing very well. So right. look for people with expertise, number one. Um, number two, um, we've got to train and coach better. We've got to learn how to train and coach. How can I make my team the best possible team that they can be? You know, and then number three is going to be I, as a sales leader, I've got to hold myself accountable. And guess what? If my company is not giving me training um, or education, I've got to get that on my own. I've got to go yeah. out and hire a mentor. I've got to go read a book. I've got to go uh, listen to podcasts. I've got to watch videos. I have to improve in these areas. Um, you know, I've got to go do that on my own. And I've got, to, yeah. I've got to take full responsibility for what went right and also what went wrong. Yeah. Yeah, That's those are great points because I know, I and I see this a lot with sales reps. Like when I interview people uh, to add to our team, I'll ask, you know, what are some of the business books that you've read recently? And a lot of them haven't read anything or a lot of them don't have anybody that has mm -hmm. really stood out to them in the space. And that tells me a little bit about them. And I know it, just the, the whole idea of listening and, uh, you know, having those types of skills and being able to solve problems. And how did you solve a problem like this? How did you address a customer like that? When did you go above and beyond what was really the the mm. scope of your role to be able to help a client when they were having a problem? You know, those types of things are meaningful because that'll tell you how much they're going to personally invest in themselves to get better. Because just like you were saying, if you were selling like you were, you know, 15 years ago or whatever, it's like it it's not the same today. You have to understand the digital landscape and you have to understand that information is out there that you don't have to you can find out on your own. You don't have to chew up time with your prospect discovering things that you can find out on your own. So that's really, really important. So, Dan, how can people follow you and engage with you? Sure. Sure. So um, I've got a podcast called Sales is King, which is um, available on all the major platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, um, Anchor.fm. I've been doing that for about a year and a half. We've got 71 episodes and we go through a lot of these issues. Sometimes we interview players from the field. Other times we're just kind of breaking down some of the latest trends and a lot of these issues that we're wrestling with today. Um, you could shoot me a note at Dan.SixSmith at Gmail, and I'm on uh, LinkedIn and Twitter at Digital Advantage. So um, 
yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me on today. It was a great conversation. Yeah, thanks, Dan. I really appreciate it. I will hand it back over to Paul. You've been listening to another episode of Outstanding Outbound with host Marianne Vanilla. Brought to you by the Vanilla Group and Funnel Radio Channel for at-work listeners like you.